This is Kieran Kelly, and you're listening to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Scott and Paul's Ramblin podcast. Hello. A bit delayed than usual. Yeah. Mostly Scott's fault. It is not. <laughs> I'm not even going to get into that. I'm not even going to bite. It's a bit late, but I think that means we can bring you a bigger episode because we've got more to talk about than we would have last time. Woo-hoo. Yeah, we haven't. It feels like ages ago since we did our Gold Dust retrospective, even though it wasn't really that long ago. It does feel like ages ago, but it was it was a good show. It was it was a good show. One of the really easiest episodes to edit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I said it when I thought, but I didn't actually have that much to add in, other than the occasional bit of music, like added in some of theme songs at different points, and and of course with his iconic Shattered Dreams theme yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll, we'll be talking about Dustin a bit later on. But first off, Paul, how are you, how are you? I'm fantabulous, man. Fantabulous. I've I've recently restarted my accumulation of my wrestling collection and got some doozies for my collection this week. Mm-hmm. I got King of the Ring 1994. Nice. Bitchin'. I got King of the Ring 1993. Mm-hmm. Bitchin'. And I got WrestleMania 9. Possibly not one of the best WrestleManias in the planet. Yeah, I was going to say, not so bitchin'. Not the worst one, though. What would not you the say? worst. What would you say is the worst? Honestly, honestly, I would say that apart from the main event, 12 ain't that good. I've heard like some people say that for like certain, at a certain age, they go between either 9 or 11. That's the worst. Yeah, 11 does kind of suck, but it does have interest. In, like, um, it sucks with the fact that like Royal Rumble winner it's goes not- to the main event and doesn't win. Mm-hmm. It's not even in the main event, it's bloody a football player in the main event. That's... Yeah, yeah, but uh, the one thing is that guy did give a good account of himself. Yeah. And, you know. And you never really, it's often forgotten, like they always mention we had a football event, nobody thinks, I'm Ben Bigelow is a WrestleMania main event. Though. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts like gets that. Forgotten. Poor Bam Bam, gets the main event and people forget about it. Yeah, although he did have his last WWF match against Goldust. Alright. So he has that. Well, he's... You know, he has that. He's also, I didn't realise until a few years ago, a former ECW champion as well. Yeah. Is he not a former WCW champ as well? I don't think he has held titles and like, I think he's held like the tag titles. Yeah. He's a former TV and heavyweight champion and he beat Taz for the TV title because Taz put him in a chokehold and I'm, I'm just dove down and they fell through part of the ring. Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> that was on the shoddy Falls Count Anywhere DVD set I had. Alright. Most of the matches sucked. Alright, fair enough. Yeah, most of them sucked. I, that's why I generally don't buy DVDs that are compilation, because a lot of the time you think, I could have made that a better compilation. Alright. I could have put matches on that that were actually good. And not shit. I have. I don't have many completion like wrestling days. I do have uh, a history of the Intercontinental Title, but but mm-hmm. only was up to like two thousand and eight because it was made shortly after. So I was like, yeah. 
in the last match. Well, that's good. Uh, we don't have to look at all the shite Intercontinental Champions after 2008. Well, there are a fair few leading up to it, though. It shows like occasional matches and everything, then goes to the and then this happened, this happened, and then cuts to a new match. Yeah. The last match it shows is Jericho beating Jeff Hardy for in February eight, which was Jericho's eighth of nine Intercontinental Jesus. titles. Did they show Dean Douglas winning it? No. <laughs> Did they even mention Dean Douglas? No, I can remember. Nah. Might have just been easy since I looked. Poor Dean Douglas. They do show uh, Charlotte versus Razor Ramon for the ninety five Rumble. That's one of the matches on it. Yeah. Uh, the ladder match is obviously on it for Mania 10, of course. SummerSlam 95 as well would have yeah. been a ladder match for the title. Yeah, uh, that wasn't on it, but the uh, ladder match, I think, because people remember that more than... You know, I actually prefer the 95 one, apart from Sean throwing a bit of a hissy fit because he can't get the thing on hook. <laughs> Jeez. It's not the fact that he, he fucks up, but the fact his reaction to it makes it more obvious that he fucked up. Yeah, well, Sean, Sean wasn't good at hiding his emotion, was he? No, not not, not a very good poker face. No, he was say. always very annoyed. Mm-hmm. Like, JR always complains about people, like, they're often up people now, as he said, you can tell by their expression walking to the ring if they're going to they're gonna win or lose. Well, you can never tell that from Sean, he always sort of danced about and... Yeah. Shit, it, was always, it was only when he had to do work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he got annoyed. Yeah. You know. God, I need to unhook the belt and all. I need to climb up this fucking ladder, unhook the bastard. Fuck this one. I did love the, the whole thing with that second ladder match between the two. How can we top it? We'll have two ladders. Oh. <laughs> people, the people, audiences in AFI are like, wait, there's two ladders in a ring and they're both claiming. I can't even can we top this. this. Right, we're going to sit here all night. We'll order Chinese. We'll figure it out. <laughs> got it. Two ladders. Genius! Genius! <laughs> Sell it, print it, put the promo together, sorted. Two ladders. Yeah. And maybe, maybe when Sean's going to get the belt, you'll fuck up and not get it. Goddamn genius. Anywho. I will pat myself on the back for that one. Give that man a gold star. That enough? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, gold stars, yay! But you got the the new tapes. You're very happy with that. You said we talked before, like you said, kind of for collection purposes. You want to get King of the Ring '95, mind you. I don't know why you would ever. Most people don't think I would work worse anyone to subject themselves to King of the Ring '95. Well, I would like to see it because you know I find that stuff interesting. <laughs> it's part of it's part of history. <laughs> It's a brief period when we went and had the bright idea to try and make Mabel a main event heel. Mm-hmm. Didn't work. A lot of the time when he was King Mabel, the people unfortunate enough to be carrying him couldn't mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. You know? I mean, I mean they, did, they made a mistake with Diesel this gentleman that day because uh, his match wasn't even a title match in that show. I think it's him, Bam Bam versus Tatanka and Sid. Yeah. Uh, and the thing, they made a mistake with, with Diesel. They always put him against big guys like him. Yeah. Put him Sid, uh, Mabel, Bulldog. Yeah, his best match seems to be when he fought Brett, which is a different... What about when he fought Sean? Well, aye, Sean, but when he put the likes of Sean and Brett, yeah. the smaller guys, it was a different... It's like a weird thing with Sean. They thought, with Sean being a smaller guy, they thought, we'll put him in against big guys as well, because he's small. He's, yeah. You know, then he fought like the Bulldog and Vader, and yet one of his best is when he was against Mankind, which is a different... Yeah. Game of opponent. What about, what about putting Diesel in against Bob Backlund? 
<laughs> well, that didn't last very long, so it he lasted fell, he all fell. Of, what, eight seconds. Aye. Although, you know, the way WWE goes, it could have been longer, it could have been shorter, you never know. They just... Yeah. It was it was a wee shame for Bob Backlund that he never even got to have like, a televised match as such. I don't really feel that sorry for him, to be fair. Well, I mean, guy that was like technically a two-time champ also. <laughs> you know? But other than the tapes, is your... Oh, well, I, I got... American Dad season two, cool, and F- South Park mm-hmm. season four, that has one of my favourite episodes, funny wise, on it, the Wacky Molestation Adventure. <laughs> okay, I've not seen that, but that is very funny. Oh, because just by the title, I can only imagine. Very funny. It's funnier than funny could be funny. It's funny. <laughs> is it funny by any chance? Ha 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 ha. It's funny. Ha. <laughs> so, ha. a quick summary of how your week or so has been as you've got some tapes. Yes, I got some tips. <laughs> Love what I said that. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes, I got myself some tips. I'm yeah. going to watch those tips. Mm-hmm. Many, many times. Over and over again. And then I will watch the other tips. That I have. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. We can say I have almost one slower ones are here, I'll have eighty one. Eighty one tapes. Oh, you're running out of room, aren't you? That's why I'm starting to use the wall. Oh yeah. You see? I see. I take out the ones that have no bearing on the sequence, mm-hmm. put them on the wall. Fair enough. See I've got I've got to put these up. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to take the world tour out, uh-huh. put those on the wall, put the summer slams down next to the summer slams, move that along a little bit, and then there will be room for King of the Ring. Oh, you seen that everything sorted? Yeah. Yeah, how's work been? Hmm? How's work been? Boring. <laughs> Boring and tedious. Alright. Does that answer that question? Yeah, I... <laughs> I didn't really want to ask, but I thought, you know, you never know. Yeah, it's dull, tedious, pish and pish. As long as you're enjoying it. <laughs> totally. I was going to say, I don't have much so, but other than, like, I can say, I'll watch the stuff that we're going to be talking about later on, like, Mining the Bank and Double or Nothing. Uh, I went down to my brother's uh, girlfriend's, who's living just in Kirk and Tillich. Yeah. And I got lost the first time I had to go down. <laughs> well, because I got the train to Lindsay. And I didn't realise it was a walk from through Lindsay to Kirk and Tillich. I think I've been there before. Or Lindsay. I think so. Yeah. Or I know someone who lived there. Yeah. One of the two. I can't remember. I may have been drunk. See, there's a wrestler in Source called Sean Walker. He's a white man, but he talks all streetwise and thinks he's from the hood. That's his whole gimmick. And he's, he's from. A, and he's he's from, a white man, is he? Yes. He thinks he's black. And the, the whole thing with Sugar Duncan, an actual black wrestler, came over. He's he trying he, he got a point he dragged Sean over to me like see this you're white I'm you are not you mean I'm not white this dead no <laughs> <laughs> I'm so yeah. happy you got the reference <laughs> oh, I'm gonna watch that film in ages eh? I'm deaf I'm blind yeah oh if you don't get reference it's the film see no evil hear no evil with yeah. Gene Wilder and Richard, Richard Pryor. Pryor. 
I got that as the best line. You mean I'm mad white? They <laughs> <laughs> drive one of the best ones is to drive the car off the road and then lands on a garbage boat. Goes, oh, I would I would be touched if I wasn't surrounded by garbage. Is that what that is? I thought you let one go. I didn't want to say nothing. <laughs> Where are we? I think we're flying towards New Jersey. I got relatives in New Jersey. How nice for you. <laughs> but anyway, rather than just in the film, but well, and the whole thing we Lindsay is, is it, it's like I've now get it now that I've walked through it twice that Lindsay is furthest thing from the hood you can possibly get. I walked past somebody had an owl in their back garden. An owl? Yes, and an actual key like an owl. I just walked past it. I double take the owl just turns around at me just like, you know the way oh, they do. Just like so, it's real. <laughs> like it's not a fucking owl. <laughs> could have been worse it could have talked at you well that would have been cool what you walking past it looks like you go keep walking cunt keep walking well, if it me, see. Just Aye, it, I'm just, a talk now just reminds me of the bit in uh, Big Bang when she's on top of why he doesn't like birds and he goes age 16 a parrot in a pit store calls me fat ass <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moving on yeah I got the hair out and I seen them she's got two dogs two small dogs I can't remember what came there I think they were mixed breeds but how small? Uh, Are they tiny? Well, not tiny, but you know, not the biggest. Aww. Yeah, I'd prefer it if they were tiny. One's slightly tinier than the other, you know. Yeah. I see these but, dogs when I'm when I'm going to Seb's school and mm-hmm. things. You see these little dogs, and like sometimes you don't see them mm-hmm. because they're so tiny. <laughs> but when you see them, you're like, oh, you're tiny! I could pick you up, and put you in my pocket. <laughs> Anyway, they're very excitable whenever somebody new comes out. They're like, oh, people, people, yes. let's bark at them. And, they, and they, they, they've got some size jump, some fair jump on they won't jump like about halfway up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, Moan, pay attention to me. <laughs> you do get doggies like that though, where I was like, oh, people, go, people. There's a weird thing where Ellie's the bigger one of them. She kept bringing a ball to me. Like, essentially saying, throw this. Every time I went to it, she gets close to it like, do you want me to have it? Do you want to have it? Just, <laughs> do you want me to throw the ball? <laughs> throw the ball! Throw the ball! I'll bite you! Throw the ball! <laughs> throw the damn ball! He threw the ball! <laughs> and it was a weird thing where I was wearing shorts because it was a nice day. Then it got later on and it was getting colder so I thought I'll change into jeans before I go. Mm. I came back, I went away and I came back in jeans and suddenly the dog started barking like I was a completely different person. Like, I'm wearing jeans. Well, you don't do like, You fucking turned up here, you were wearing shorts, you should have been wearing shorts, damn it. That's why the dog was pissed at you. Yeah. It's like, what right did you have to go and put on something else to make us confused, you prick? <laughs> you know? Um, if I was the dog, I'd moan too. I understand pets. I'm sure you do. Well, maybe because... It would confuse me also. That says a lot about my mind. I think they're part. They may be part Jack Russell or something like that. Like I know they're mixed people. They don't really look like your. They look like Jack Russell. One of them's brown, one of them's uh, black. So. I'm, but, the, I'm the sort of person, if I had a tiny dog, I would walk up to people and go, Look, see my tiny dog. Look. Obey my dog. Obey my dog. <laughs> yeah, that'd me. Oh, God. I'm a weird combination of Roger and Magatu. Not really the best combo you want to be in. That is actually, they're stylish. <laughs> you with your piano key necktie. 
Kill Naughty Man. <laughs> Moving on from Zoolanda. <laughs> I've still not watched the second one. I don't want oh, to. She's got an egg. I've seen the second one. I don't want to watch it. No, you don't want it. It's shite. No. It disappoints you. It's one of the ones like, it was fine already. Why did you have to go and make that? That's what it's like. One of the ones that waited too long and then it was just shit. Yeah. But, uh, Do you know, though, Zoolander was one of the first films to come out after the whole, you know, Towers right. airplane badness? Uh-huh. You know? Because it was made and then all that mad shit happened. But then that came out and, you know, people were wondering if it would have been bad to bring it out at the time, you know, because it was a happy film and everyone wasn't happy at the time. Well, you want to go see a happy film to cheer you up after a, a yeah. thing like that. Like, I mean, there was, the, you know, the film Donnie Darko, it came out a month after all that. and there's Did a, it? Yeah, and there's a plane crash thing in that, so... I did not I did not know Donnie Darko came out that... A month, like a month after. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And also... I thought Donnie Darko was a, a late 90s film. No, it was like 2001. Huh. But there's a plane crash, but in that film, so obviously that, yeah, that, yeah. Co- that really hindered it, and also... They had to stop airing an advert for uh, Spider-Man that was filmed prior to this where Spider-Man stopped some thieves in a helicopter by making a web between the two towers and trapping them in it. Ah. Which, I, on, which on paper is a cool... Yeah. A cool concept, but also they had to be pulled because, you know... I think a lot of films around about that time were modified or, as you say, pulled like, because you know, of that. Like, you know, Friends is was like, filmed in New York. Yeah, yeah. Now the... Uh, and like two thousand one is remember the season where China Chandler and Mark are officially married. Yeah. So, but then they're going, they're going on their honeymoon, and apparently Chandler is getting like, is obviously his humor is getting him into trouble with the security people. <sighs> and Chandler's humor gets him into trouble with everyone. I think there was maybe a bit where he joked like, "I'm not that like, it's not like I'm a, I'm, it's usually me a joke like." Well, not a terrorist. I, 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 I'm not like I'm trying to blow up the plane or anything. But apparently, in the context of the show, it was quite funny. Yeah, but in the context but, of what had just gone time, on. But, aye, but at the time, by the time they were a bit early episode, they had to cut that scene out because... It's <laughs> like, ooh, bad timing, man. Yeah. So do you want to start with Frasier and then go into the wrestling, or do you want to maybe use Frasier to break up the wrestling bit in the middle? No, I say we go for the Frasier, because I think we've got a lot to cover with the wrestling. Yeah. So we've talked we... about quite a bit of that so far anyway. Yeah. With... Just talking about random tapes and shit. And Paul is showing me a tape of Beyond the Mat, which is a film I don't really like that much. Do you not? It's a bit too depressing. Like a bit too depressing. Like it's one of the first instances of showing behind the scenes in of wrestling, and there is a dark side to it, but it just focuses so much on it. Like, and also, they're, they're all ideas. This is where we come up with ideas for gimmicks and characters. And what's the example we show? Puke. Puke. And uh, a couple of weeks after this recording... Draws was paralysed. I know. But anyway, moving on from that, into freeze. Yeah, huh? And then we are on season three, episode three. Martin does it his way. Episode which thankfully does not feature Kate, unlike the next one. Do you know, just before we get any list review, <laughs> but Fraser related. I have 
gorged upon season three as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I, I watched up until where Martin does it his way episode, which we're about to review. Yeah. But I also watched, you know, I watched all my episodes with Kate. Yes. I don't get why you hate her. I <sighs> I value your opinion and shit and your moral and right to have, but I don't get it. I've heard, I've heard your opinions on other upsets of Fraser and Mulcahy that I don't always agree with. Totally, but this is Lenston's now where I'm going. Yes, I know. Now you're sitting on the moral high horse here. Yeah, I don't. Why, why, why do you hate the poor woman? Just and I watched for that bloody thing you mentioned. What? You know, or stuttery acting. Mm-hmm. I seen no stuttery acting. Well, it wasn't me that said it was Kelsey Grammer that said I didn't say it. You could, it just you. It was hard for her to 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 adjust to the constant script changes. Yeah, I mean, if it correct me if I'm wrong, if it's in this episode. Mm-hmm. That we're about to review, mm-hmm. but uh, the scene with Niles uh-huh. looking for the Japanese Nixuki exhibit. No, that's a different. That's in the next episode. Yeah, and he says something, and she's like, "Watch your mouth." Oh, you speak Japanese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I will leave and be one with my shame. Well, it doesn't help the fact that the woman who plays her is not a very good actress, in my opinion. Her delivery on certain lines does not sound human. As I've tried, as I've mentioned on multiple occasions, and just. Also, as we get into, it's more so her last couple of episodes. It's so her and Fraser together are just so <laughs> like there's the odd bit, the chemistry, the, just a tiny bit I see, tiny bit, and then it just it's all gone. Just they're constantly trying to find reasons to bring the two together so we can eventually say, oh, but then they might get together. Like I yeah, am not one some... of those people for whom antiquing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like uh, that bit. Yeah, I like. Uh, I just don't know why. But... We need, is her, and I get the story they're trying to do, just her for it is not right in my... But she's in, not in this episode, that's Anywho. Mine. See, you're the, one who, you're the one who's trying to move on. You're the one who brought her up in the first place. Just just in the context you, you of the got me triggered. <laughs> oh, fuck off that triggered <laughs> pitch, man. You know, see if anyone ever actually came up to me and said, oh, you triggered me. I'd kick them right in the fucking stones. I know, I only said it to annoy you. <laughs> I hate people. I her, she's a person. Yeah, but she is an actress. Actor, she is actor. a character. Yes, I I don't I'm not really fond of the person playing her either. So, do you I, actors are people too? Do you know this woman? No. Then you can't hate her. Do you know most of the people that you see on TV that you hate? I know them all. I know enough. I know what I want to know. Anyway, I know where they all live. <laughs> I really hope you do not. <laughs> I don't. Anyway, we'll start the episode. It's in the booth, believe it or not. You're shitting me. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, as hard as it may be to believe. It's in the booth. And Peter is on the line with a caller, mm. who then isn't there. <laughs> we, we seem to have lost Ben. Who's on line four? Rose, Rose is busy eating a peanut butter sandwich and drinking milk. And she's got a mouthful mouth of peanut butter. So he, to... he looks at Rose and he's like, We have. We have. And she's like, we have and Ross does the funniest thing in the fucking world basically plays charades yeah she goes we have I I Eileen Eileen oh Eileen and Eileen says oh. she feels guilty about thinking about other people while she is with her husband oh well and Fraser's like well it's natural when we are with our partner to think of people like a, an actor or a sports star or a radio psychiatrist and just the look at her face and she's like 
you have you have just got the most sensuous voice, Doctor Crane. And then he goes, he, "Well, I don't know, Eileen." He, you know, he's just putting that on like he just loves it. <laughs> he goes, "I've never seen you in picture. Could you describe yourself?" Well, uh, I don't think that would be. I will. <laughs> well, it's just straight like, like, What is it like? The broad shoulders of a marine. Yeah, he's about six four. four. No, he's a six one. Uh, the broad shoulders of a marine. He's wearing his hair short, but that only accentuates his chiseled cheeks and his cobalt blue eyes. Uh, yes, well, just this is Doctor Fraser Crane uh, feeling. Hold on, but she goes. Oh, thank you, Al. Thank you, Doctor Crane. I'll be thinking of you tonight. With any luck, twice. twice. Well, this is Doctor Fraser Crane feeling a little red in his <laughs> chiseled cheeks. <laughs> There's the same number goes, so Roz, was that just to help the woman or is that how you really uh, feel? You really don't know, do you? <laughs> uh, Frazier, you don't know how much I wanna slam myself against that window like a bog on a windshield. Are you through? Well, yeah, that's Ask a, a stupid, stupid question. question. <laughs> she slaps with a knock. Well he goes, well he goes, Aren't you gonna stab me? No, just tell him my aunt died. And of course that seems like just an excuse, but yeah. his aunt has actually died. Endless seal. She's she put me in charge of her affairs. Well, that's nice. Now she's a spineless, contemptuous old woman. Everybody hates her. What did what uh, you put you in charge of things? Like, like she was, never said anything to me. It wasn't contemptuous or hurtful or spiteful. What did you put you in charge? I was her favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go into this, and Eddie's rolling about in the furniture, and for some reason, Daphne's cutting Martin's hair. Yeah. And he goes, then he goes, Dad, I thought we agreed. He doesn't roll on the furniture and I don't throw him on front of the bus. And it was the old lawyer go, did you get the old bag of affairs in order? And that was just asking. Nails, uh, Nails comes in uh, and uh, he's like, ah, did you get the old bags of affairs in order? Pulls the old uh, Ask her yourself. And Eddie immediately runs away. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently she put in her will that uh, Niles must dispose of the ashes. <laughs> Now to find the perfect place for her foot for all eternity. Why don't you just put her down the toilet? That's the crane. What? She loved the water. water. <laughs> and when's the like? You know, I may never be good enough. Nothing was ever good enough. So it's, you know, the Christmas tree I bought her. The ash tree I made a camp. Is that the best you can do? It wobbles. I wish Should I had, had that, that ash tree now. now. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, when's the service? Two weeks tomorrow. Oh, and Fraser has to rate the yield. He goes, yeah. well, that should be too hard. I was like, well, he's writing nice things about it. There are no nice things. Well, I, everyone bends the truth. No, I refuse to lie. I, I just had to find something ni- honestly nice to say about her. <laughs> well, good luck. And Lauren goes like, she's an intelligent old woman. She's sat around the house watching TV every day. Even kept, kept that same old crowdy furniture all her life. And he sits in his chair and he's Fair looking. Look, nobody's like, what? <laughs> and talk about how she always wanted to... She always hated winter and she was always going to move to a warmer climate. She never did. It was always her dream, but she wouldn't spend the money. Yeah. Goes, and uh, Fraser like, goes, my feeling is she's now in a warmer climate. <laughs> she finally made it there. <laughs> Daphne pipes up like, oh, I, thought it would be, I think it would be horrible to go through life with a secret dream never fulfilling it. You wouldn't, you wouldn't do something like that, would you, Mr. Crane? Well, nothing. Maybe something to do with a shoebox to keep on here. I can't, I told, didn't tell you I had to go around blabbing about it. <laughs> uh, and the 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 males and freezer are yeah, like, like what's, probably like, come on, tell what's us. What's this like, He's like, ah, just just some songs I used to write for Frank Sinatra. And he keeps them in a shoe, but I think you're I done. I think your work is done here. 
And he goes, oh, he bumped, how he and you know, like, their mother used to go and see Sinatra. Yeah, like me and your mom used to go see Sinatra, and I used to think it'd be great to see him come out and sing one of my songs. Yeah, he's like, he just goes, whenever he's on a stage. Don't it. ask, I'm not going to show you. Here, here they, they are, are, right here. Hey, you don't always have an idea if like, he's on a stage, he's just right there. And yeah. Here they are, like, oh, they're actually great goods. I, I didn't mean to hurt her. She made me lose my mind. Oh, give me that, give me it. No, that's just a con- some confession I took off a guy. The music's on the back. You're she's... the song. She's the song my soul would sing. Very poetic. Yeah. Makes my heart go ring a ding ding. Yeah, that was you and Frank's ring a ding period. Yes, I told you they weren't all very good. Well, except for this one. Yeah, this one has Frank written all over it. She's, she's... such a groovy lady. See, it's got that nice contemporary, contemporary sound. <laughs> and she might think you just yeah, it's got that nice contemporary <laughs> sound. You're like yeah, 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 so it does. Well, of course, he would think it was good, also, like his instead of yeah, wrote yeah. it, but like he never like it's not finished or yeah. and, and I I I didn't know how to write it down. And Fraser's like, well, Niles and I do. Like they got the piano, like we'll finish yeah, like, it tonight. Come, come on. on, come on, like oh, all right, all right. And I was like, I got the piano. No, don't argue like it. No, I got it. Yeah, and he's like. Ah, uh, hear it like that groovy lady of mine. Bah! Yeah, it's your piano. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're going they're like in the wee comes up the wee smallers and there's like bits of paper strewn yeah, all over the piano. Like, they've obviously been working their ass off. Working long, long, long into the night, like no, it's bari wow. That to be fair to Niles, at this point you're bari babas. That's like your scooby boop bop bangs. And they start going through the song like. It always seems like your heart's go- either going Heidi Heidi, Ringy Dingy, or Scooby Dooby. Like Look, a- I don't need another critic. Oh, He's just a cardiologist. <laughs> and like, uh, Fiji, like the the opening the Heidi Heidi that it was yeah. like Scooby Dooby, and they all coming up with ones to <laughs> Daphne. Just- he could have, she could have slept with Warren Beatty. <laughs> and Fiji, like he's trying to be nice, but his expression just gives her like, like yeah, no, that's yeah. not good. And, like, but like. Hey, Martin goes, it's close to perfect. There's like, I think it's I know what Frank likes. Yeah. And he's like, it's fine, it's fine. And they and finally like, finish it and he's feeling all proud. He's like, wow, 30 years. No, and then what he plans on sending it, finally sending it to him. Yeah, and he, he seems pretty shocked and does the whole <laughs> cardigan over the shoulder <laughs> thing as opposed to the jacket, but cardigan is singing away and he's, <laughs> he's quite happy. And he's singing the song to tells he's leaving. And then it cuts to Fraser. This is now two weeks later. He's still struggling with that. Still trying to write something nice about Aunt Louise. Aye. I was hoping maybe one of the... I think I've been calling her Aunt Lucille or something like that. Yeah. Sorry. But he's sitting there looking through photo albums and shit. And Martin comes in and he's like, Still working on that eulogy, huh? I'm still fighting out working on the first sentence. I was hoping some of these pictures would help. I got it. We all loved Aunt Lucille. Even if the camera didn't. Is it Lucille or Louise? Louise, Lucille, whatever. You've got me saying Lucille now. But we all love Dan Louise. Even if the, the camera, camera didn't. Yeah, I think it's Louise. Yeah. And uh, uh, Dan goes, you've been working on it for two weeks. Maybe it's time to start bending the truth out. Come on, isn't there anything you can say about her? Even a little cute saying. I don't think her saying, stop crying, I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> I don't think that counts. Which just reminds me back and I used to always say, like, if he hit you, like, I know, visually, but just gives you like, a wee. Uh, like, you know what that phrase say? Nothing to you, you get for something. <laughs> I used to get that one. That's <laughs> <laughs> you get for something, you prick. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> like, 
just reminds me of the Billy Kong routine. He's a bit weird way. Like, I'll take my hand off your face, my boy. <laughs> I didn't mind taking it off. I was putting on at high speed. I didn't care for. <laughs> the, I'll make you smile on the other side of your face. What are you going to do? Slash me? Can I go on my bike? Bike? I'll give you a bike. I'll call a bike. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll get off topic, you'll do. I'm Billy Conley. Uh, anyway. Oh, it's like, a big year to speak, We can't... Uh, you're going to see Martin. Like, Where are you going? <laughs> Just to check the mail. Like, oh, he's obviously going to see if the responded yeah, to like, Obviously, given an answer, he's made about 100 trips in the last two uh, weeks to the mailbox, and she's keeps sneezing. She's also coming down with something like, You sure you want it? You're up to go. And like, Oh, no. It's always been a thing in my family. No, how you feel? You always go, always make sure you're at the funeral. I remember when Grammy moving past. Big brothers, well. brothers were all pissed as newts, but they crawled to that funeral. They'd been on four day bed, but they were all there. They could barely stand. They did have an obligation to wear the pole bearers. Uh, well, that's very commendable. No, yeah. they had an obligation. They were the pole bearers. Yeah. Look, I've seen. I've been a pole bearer. It's not easy when you're sober. Yeah. Can you imagine? I've been a pole bearer twice. It sucks. Every yes. time. Yep. Every time it sucks. Okay, we're moving on. We're getting very sidetracked yeah. here. But no, Niles comes in when Daphne goes toddling. Right, and then you know, then we still got the thing like, Oh, for God's sake, no, tell me you're still not disposed of those ashes. Yeah, because he's having the same struggle. Like, with... It's like I've been to like 12 occasions. Yeah, he's having the... the same struggle trying to find out where to put her. Yeah. As Fraser is trying to figure out something to say about her. Aye. Yeah. And you know. he's like, what, what am I going to do? Winner's coming up, the tie works, the always slippery. <laughs> yeah. And then they talk like, oh, shitty acres. You remember that place? That's when, that's when Aunt Louise took me for... No, she was at me. Bought my kite. In she bought my kite. 30, 35 cents. When I got it stuck in a tree, she made me climb up after it. Fell out and broke my collarbone in two places. I think that's the only time I've ever seen her laugh. Oh, Fraser, I think she would like it there. Yeah. Yes. And Fraser thinks I'll get maybe I'll get some inspiration on the way, and and, the, yeah. and that's just by, and that's just by the funeral. Yeah, and even if she doesn't like it, we'll do it anyway. Yeah. After all these years, I'm gonna finally prove to her that I can do something right. They walk out, and it's obvious he's left the iron line there. And he walks back in, lifts it, and he's like, "Oh, shut up!" I remember the first time I watched it, I did the closer. I was like, "Something's wrong there." I didn't notice it first. Then I see like, "Oh, the iron's still there." Yeah. Like, he just comes and just doesn't say anything. Just looks at her like, "Oh, shut up." <laughs> so they come in, and they're in the car, yeah, and Nails goes the, the place, right, and Nails goes to the. He goes. Something rattling in here. Some very eerie maraca. <laughs> and he goes in there. You can see in the background every now and then he's very struggling to open the yeah, thing. He, he's in the background. He's fucking jumping on the thing and he's pulling it and banging it. Banging off a tree. The best part is when he's trying to jump, he jumps on it and you see him fall. Yeah. Fall. He's in the background. Just, oh. And all the insanity and suing outside, Fraser's like. Don't you he's still struggling? Like, like he's asking that. like, come on, you know where it lurks. Like, yeah. yeah. Try telling that to oh, the it's a good song. I even caught myself singing in the shower this morning. Like, you know, they haven't given you an answer. And then he gives him a look. He's like, oh. You have. You've heard. He goes, yeah, this morning. And he takes the letter out. Of his, yeah. He's a bit like they rejected the song. Like, he's like, he's just trying to pass off. Like, oh, he must get hundreds of songs. I wasn't like you were like, expecting. Yeah. But he's like, well, at least I finished it. Mm-hmm. It just to be nice to hear it. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know. But then, <laughs> he's like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. And then the, the tension is broken by Niles coming in the car going, I can't open the damn urn. Oh, for God's sake, you're, you're so, so helpless. I may have listened to it for <laughs> Fraser goes outside, stand next to Niles to open it. <laughs> Boom. All over. Fucking Mostly asses. over Niles. Yeah, it's all and then I got to the funeral home and the, uh, Niall, uh, Daphne stayed a seat for Martin and Niles like, yeah. like oh. and he goes, Jesus, what a turnout. Must have been liver and onions day in the cafeteria. <laughs> yeah, when you when when I rushed home, found out that Dr. Fraser Crane you know, was going to be here. They all turned out, they all was desperate to see what he was going to say. So I was he. <laughs> still working on his first sentence. <laughs> so how'd the Ashley scattering go? Any problems? No, of course no. not. And <laughs> M- Niles takes off his shoe, just pours. <laughs> Uh, and then Fraser makes these yeah. eulogy and he can he's clearly talking like what can I say about Aunt Louise what can uh, I say what can I say she touched us all as he notices some ash still on his yeah. pillow she touches us still. still and then he mentions like the whole never being able to fulfil a lifelong dream kind of like how she would always yeah. want to move to a warmer climate and and like it reminds me of a phrase my father would say she's such a Groovy lady. I said, she's such a groovy lady. And then the choir, the choir start, starts singing the song. The guy's playing the piano and they're all singing it. And it's just so Martin can finally hear the song based on yeah. even it's not based on that. You've got, you've got to give Kelsey Grammar props for these scatty dancing. Yeah, dancing <laughs> everybody, everybody's getting it in yeah. the crowd. And then, the, and then the best bit is at the end, they're all doing that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and then there's the guy, one guy at the back, the, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the very deep voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Martin's happy, Fraser's Aye. jigging and dancing. Yeah. And Everybody, then... everybody's clapping away. Mm-hmm. So uh, eventually it was a good, yeah, a good one. And we finish with the with finishing credits. The janitor cleaning up after it and brushing up what's left of Aunt Lucille. <laughs> Under. <laughs> Put it in the bin. Yep. Yeah. Uh. A fun, yeah, little episode, I think. Not I'd much of a, so. not much of a story per se, but no, it's a but fun one. Just a fun one. I'd definitely yeah. give it a yeah, a thumbs up. It was a fun, Def- there was no negativity in that episode. Mm-hmm. And it's fun when Martin has a, a focus in these episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was also nice to see, like, for one of the first instances of Frasier and Niles having a similar problem to deal with in the episode too mm-hmm. and it sounds like he's got to do a eulogy he's got to figure out where to put her mm-hmm. you know yeah. it was a nice thing that he does for his dad just like to let him hear yeah. the song that he's worked on for about 30 years Wait, how, how can I make this work I, I can use the song to help me with a eulogy and Aunt Louise and I can help my dad heal the song mm-hmm. you know because if you remember when he's dancing he kind of points at Martin he's like hey <laughs> you know uh, I just I love what he's done. He's given it the whole. Uh, you know, you're like, yeah, Kelsey, you dance, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, next week, uh, next week's episode. Well, I said I'm not thinking that she's in it. Well, Bulldog <laughs> does take a prominent part in it, which is always good. He does, yeah. and it is hilariously funny. Mm-hmm. But moving on, and <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about money in the bank. Yes. But before we talk about the end, which I know you're very... Opinionated uh, on. Yeah, for lack of a better term. Let's <laughs> talk about it as a whole. For some, I didn't even bother live tuning for it, to be honest with you, because at the time I wasn't really interested going in. Nah. But then coming out of it, there was, like, there was stuff to enjoy about it. 
uh, like weirdly the pre-show they'd moved the cruiserweights to the main show and it was just the Usos v Brian and Rowan in a non-title match yeah and then the Usos won the non-title match like and they, they're not really trying to make a case for another title shot hmm seems kind of pointless to be fair Brian Brian and Rowan are still the champs right? yeah the Smackdown tag champs do the, the Smackdown tag titles look vegan not yet no ah We'll have to hold them a little longer. No, first. I can see them pulling it for a while. And then we had the main show, the women's mind event open, which I always think if you're gonna have two mind events, you have one open. Yeah. Was like, I think it probably should be that way with the rumbles as well. Yeah. Because like you see what happened, like AJ Bryan at the rumble was a good match, but I can't had to come immediately following the women's rumble. Yeah. So the crowd are knackered because Becky's won and they're all happy, and then they realise we've still got two ma- three more matches, one which is another rumble to go. <laughs> So yeah, you open with the women's rumble war, which is Bailey versus Ember Moon versus Mandy Rhodes, Carmella, Naomi, Natalia. Yeah. And that's a really good match. Like, I think I still prefer last year's Mind the Bank, the 2018 yeah. one, because it felt like they were going more all out in that one, but they, they do. Dana Brooks, she was in this one as well. Yeah, well, that's but, anyway, but they, they go, there was a good spot. It's like, there's two, uh, two women with a, with a ladder on one side of Naomi and two on the other side, and they both they go kind of wedge up between and she kind of does a split thing to avoid them, <laughs> which is pretty cool. You have Bailey being trapped, being under the ladder while it's set up, and two people kind of slamming it. And which I really think about it, it's actually not a spot I've actually seen before. Mm. You think about it, which is a weird way. I've seen it. You've got it when it's like lying down, but you've never seen it while the ladder is like set up. Mm. Uh, Carmella got seemed to get injured at one point because there was a weird like spot. I heard that. Where it seemed like. My girls kept kind of come over there and we look at them and like show me like it seemed like she was on like get away I'm like legit here. Yeah. She comes back out later on, and it's while Mandy's climbing the ladder. The thing is, she's coming out limping very slowly. And you look at Mandy like climb the ladder. She's not exactly yeah. running like the wind here. No. You you've probably got a bit of time here. You can't. You could probably have went up and got it, took it down and put it back up. Uh, then she comes out tries to fight Carmel and then Carmel super kicks Mandy with her <laughs> supposedly sore leg mm. and then remembers oh and then starts limping again <laughs> the spot that night that match has to be there's a large set on the outside of the ring very close to the ring yeah. and you see Natalia's in the ring and then Ember cleans up the ladder and jumps from that ladder into the ring and hits the eclipse nice which was a really good spot and you see the large set up like you know someone's coming out of that and Ember was probably the most likely one uh there was this one spot, uh, Mandy's been taking it, but uh, Sonya Deville comes in yeah. to help her. She's not a fresher part of that, but it's just a thing where she puts Mandy on her back and starts carrying her up the ladder <laughs> to her and help her, which I thought was quite cool. I've seen some people actually down on that idea about her hermione, but it's not exactly a James Ellsworth kind of thing. Like she's also a woman, she's our tag partner. Yeah. Like that's why. What's the point in your tag partner being there if they can't help you win a match? True. And that was again thing. Well, as much as I get why people don't like the Ellsworth thing, like Ellsworth's whole purpose was he was to help Carmella win things. Yeah. Anyway. He he was uh, her lucky. And when and when he outserved his usefulness, she got rid of him. Yeah. He outserved his usefulness long ago, though. Yeah. Well, well, less less said about him the better. But anyway, Mandy's got something out, and Mandy's trying to reach it for it. She's a bit still a bit dazed. Yeah. And then up the other side, Bailey just runs up the other side and just looks at him like. Hello, just shoves them. <laughs> and then Bailey takes in the case. Bailey won. Yeah. And like the crowd seem more behind Bailey than they have in a long time in her promo. She got a decent enough promo after following the, her win. Yeah. 
And so I'm mighty hopeful for Bailey going forward because especially after what happened later on, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, with Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. And the match that went on ended very quickly with Joe getting his nose busted open and Ray pinning him with a roll-up even though Joe's shoulders were up. Mm. And now it seems like Ray may have a legit injury which means he has to give up the belt, which makes that completely pointless. How has he injured himself now? I don't know. I think he has a shoulder, he has a shoulder issue. Silly dick. But I think he's been dealing with that for a while. I think that's why apparently the Mania match was so short as well. Uh-huh. So if that happened, there was a weird night for referees because there was a thing in the cage match between Shane and Miz where uh, Shane was asking the submission and he grabbed the rope, but the ref said, no, no rope breaks. Yeah. And then Miz hit a skull versus alley on a chair on Shane and then Shane broke the pin up by putting his foot on the rope. And then even the commentator was saying, like, no, you can't do that. And the yeah. crowd were chatting bullshit and you fucked up to the ref. Yeah. I, I, I tried to justify it in that there's no rope breaks for submission because not you have the five count and then at least the DQ if you don't break it. Whereas putting your foot on fire rope doesn't cause a DQ. So mm. That's why I tried to justify I don't know if that's even really I just could be Well at least you're at least you're trying to come up with Aye. I shouldn't have to work that hard to figure it out. It shouldn't have to be, it shouldn't really be that confusing. No, it really shouldn't be that confusing, but And then at least you're kind of one of these people that tries to give the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. When it comes cool, to but there was like Miz suplexed Shane when he tried to climb it. Like, because Shane obviously from the get go, when the bell rang, as a heel should do in a cage, immediately tries to get up and, and he moves with some speed as well when he tried. Because I never get when a, a face tries to win a cage match with by escaping. Yeah. Sure, the whole thing is the heel tries to escape because he's locked in here with the good guy who's finally getting his hands on him and can throw him about the cage like. Uh, Shane with Miz was doing to him and I actually thought well I wouldn't have had to Shane win again I thought he won he beat Miz by a really con- a creative means mm. kind of like how he did at Mania where Miz is trying to grab him from claiming because Miz- Shane's dangling out in the, out toward, in the side outside and Miz is trying to pull him back in yeah. and Shane slips through his shirt and lands on the floor <laughs> which anyway, I've seen people go well finally Shane being so sweaty has come in handy <laughs> Uh, and then you just look in the Miz's face like, oh, fuck, no, again. <laughs> and now basically, Shane came out on Raw the next day and basically said, well, I'm done with Miz now. Mm. Which, on the one hand, it continues this whole Shane being a heel and arrogantly still referring to the best in the world, which he's good at being a heel, but yeah. trying to think, where does it lead Miz? I don't know, because like, like, they've kind of backed Miz into a corner because he's not quite a heel anymore. He's not quite a face. I think they could have him being frustrated by all this and maybe get people kind of looking, looking at him funny because, like, oh, you can even meet, like, Shane McMahon and that yeah. frustration could turn him heel again. That's true. And now Shane is going to be fighting Roman Reigns at Super Showdown after to get revenge from Roman Superman punch Vince <sighs> this, on the Superstar Shake-Up. They do everything from this Saudi pitch, don't they? Yeah. No. I'd like to see them put in this much effort for like a UK show or I know. something, you know? Uh, Romans was may have a match with Elias, but I wouldn't call it a match because you see Roman walking through the backstage area and Elias creeps up on him. Yeah. You can quite see he's creeping on for quite a while. It's almost cartoonish. <laughs> like fucking Dick Dassert. Like, she really said, we should have had the fucking you know, the sound effects in cartoons where a character tiptoeing and trying to get and then he just smashes him with a guitar. <laughs> 
And he comes out, and then he... It's like, it's like a scary movie. Do you know where I am? <laughs> no, Mr. Scary Killer. I don't know where you are. And uh, he comes out, and then he does his usual concert, but he does it with an electric guitar. Yeah. Which I thought, I, I think myself, would no make sense to hit him with the electric guitar. Surely that would hurt more. <laughs> it beat, beat him senseless with an electric, and then play your acoustic. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> then he, plays, he finally finishes a song, which is rare for Elias to finally finish a song. Yeah. Then he goes to walk up there. Roman comes out, Superman punches him, throws him back in the ring, bell rings, spear. Sick. Yeah. So Roman, Roman, for the most part, is basically doing nothing. Yeah, which is a shame, actually, because it seems like he's, going, he's falling back in a familiar pattern, which is not good for him. Yeah. Especially now that he's in a food machine. Well, it might... It might be something a lot to do with the fact that for once the WWE don't want to do that thing that they're famous for doing you know bring a guy who has not been involved in storylines and go oh he's back let's plant him right in the middle of this uh-huh. maybe for once they're actually doing it right they're thinking well Roman was not involved in any storylines mm-hmm. he needs to be built back up yeah maybe a feud with Shane will yeah, facilitate like, that now he seems to have like the other thing where He's got likes of Drew on Raw and Elias on SmackDown. He's kind of now, these guys seem to be now they're all kind of aligning with season of lines with Shane. Yeah. Or that Shane's kind of been rich, he's bought them off. They can let be yeah. a Roman for him. Maybe Shane's going to try a new corporation type idea. Yeah. Well, it's better than the weird like thing where every now and then, oh, Baron Corbin and Drew and Bobby Lashley are a thing. No, they're not. No, they are a team. No, they're tagging like. Because they do Bobby Lashley and Baron Corbin as far away from Drew as possible. Because they think they acknowledge that Corbin and Drew have, have a history, but then basically they try to say, I Drew basically called Corbin out in the walk for like, you've cost me an opportunity to fight for the Universal title, like, we're, we're yeah. pretty much done here. And then they teamed, they teamed a lot in the uh, the men's money in the bank later on, and I'll just mention this uh, quick spot where after like killed when they put uh, I think it's Ali to a table. Uh, Drew gets tossed over the barricade by Corbin. Yeah. And later on, Corbin's on the other side, and you see Drew in the far corner of the screen. Baron turns around and he gets Claymore for his troubles. <laughs> anyway, Becky had uh, her two matches. She beat Lacey Evans, and there was another weird ref moment where uh, Lacey had the shoulders down and a roll up. Uh, but the ref didn't count it. And yeah. he just moves to the other side and then goes to start counting and then Becky counters into this armour. And retains over Lacey and then it seems like, oh yeah, Becky's going to come back out later for our match with Charlotte. And as she's walking up the ramp, Charlotte comes out all smiling, all fresh, like, no, you're having it right now. <laughs> I'm like, no, Keefe, you mean your woman who has both your women's titles is not informed of our matches? Mm. Very shoddy on your part. <laughs> <laughs> so she's... Seems to be doing fine and Charlotte, Charlotte goes for the natural selection off the apron, but Becky holds on to the rope to yeah. cause Charlotte to go flying to the outside. So she rolls in and while the rest to try to wish Charlotte, Lacey Evans comes back, hits her with a women's right. Which is basically a punch. Aye. And then... She came out and she punched her and in a bit, and, and Becky's day, she tries to roll up Charlotte, Charlotte kicks it and Charlotte hits her with a boot mm. and Charlotte pins her for the SmackDown Women's title. So then... Uh, Becky annoyed that Lacey basically cost her one of her belts, goes after Lacey, and then Charlotte helps her, so it's a two-on-one, the crowd start chanting for Bailey. Mm. Bailey comes out, and then Charlotte dives at Bailey, Bailey moves away, so Charlotte knocks herself out by hitting off the turnbuckle, and Becky gets the other side. Fuck it. 
Cash is in. It's an elbow <laughs> drop. Yeah. And Bailey wins this match, the women's title, which, and the crowd were actually chanting, like, yes, do it. Like, yeah. Yeah. they wanted to see her come out, like, so, and then Bailey says she's got a promo on SmackDown, like, and she's saying, like, I'm a chap now, and she's saying, no more hugs. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not a complete character change, but it is a step in the right direction for her, looking yeah. wise. And hopefully this tailwind is better than our last. Yeah, our last one didn't last very long. Yeah, because you got her and Charlotte and you got em- like so Ember Moon on SmackDown, Mandy Rose that can feed to her, like. Well, I'm glad you didn't mention the other one, who threw a strop and walked away. Oh yeah. You know, her, she who shall remain nameless. Yeah. Anyway. Because uh, she, she really handled that situation well. Yeah, Seth and uh, AJ, I believe, were next. This was almost match the night for me. I think the men's mind the back match for some of the spots in that top. Yeah. Uh, it was one of the best counters. Like almost, I think it's up there with the curb stomp being carried into the RKO. <laughs> with He goes for the curb stomp and AJ catches him into the position for a Styles Clash. Jesus. And it came out of nowhere and he hits it. And like we thought, is that it? No, he kicks out. Uh, how did Seth win that bad? I can't remember. Who, I think he basically won with the curve I can't remember the sequence of events that led to it. But, but he, he won it. You know how he does the Falcon Arrow in A and then he does the suplex and then gets back at the Falcon Arrow? Uh, he did a version where it was kind of a reverse suplex and then lifts him up into A and just drives him down. Basically a reverse cool. version of that move. Yeah, it was really cool. And at the end of the match, uh, Ron's on the turnbuckle holding the belt up. AJ goes to walk away. He looks back, he comes back in the ring, he's like, oh, is he going to turn on? And they just, like, we shake hands. Yeah. So they tease that he'll turn from AJ, then, like, nah. And then I thought they were going to continue it, like, I thought if AJ did turn you, they were going to continue, because I didn't think this was a one-and-done type of thing. But no, now Barry Corbin's challenging Seth in Super Showdown. God, I hope he doesn't win. He won't win. Like I know, I know. <laughs> you Saudi, say that, I know but... the Saudi shows aren't meant to be taken seriously and all that, and they're not really. Doesn't really matter what happens. Yeah. But uh, well, well, let's say not taken seriously. They every they promote it every now and then. It will it will be as good or exceed WrestleMania. No, it fucking won't. <laughs> may be as uh, makes it'll exceed WrestleMania nine, but not this. But not, hey. I mean, I'm trying to think. It'll it'll exceed a shit WrestleMania, not this year's WrestleMania. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Just, just ask Titus O'Neil. Listen that. But he didn't see any of it. He fell under the ring. Yeah, we had looked at whose part came out randomly. I thought, oh, is there a random six months been added? But no, it was just so Lars Sullivan could come out and beat them up. Ah, uh, Lars Sullivan not have been a very nice man. Has he actually had a match yet, or has he just came well, I mean, randomly after... out and thrown people about? Probably just thrown people about. But you've heard of it. Now, I know there's a case of, like, somebody sent one tweet out or something like that that was, like, ten years ago and they were younger. This was not a case, like, was it, basically, all these results from comments that uh, he posted on, like, online forums, but yeah. he posted multiple comments in his late 20s. This is a very different, like, talking about the whole bit mental health. Mental health, he said, like, this is the example of the pussification of men in America, he called it. Yeah. And this is a man who who allegedly couldn't perform because he had anxiety here. Well, was so. Yeah, because he was maybe debut before the Rumble, but didn't because of that, allegedly. Because yeah. oh, he was maybe debut before the Rumble, take it, seen and lead to a big push, and you would fight seeing at Mania. Yeah. That never happened. He says a bit, really, I think he's talking about 
uh, black people complaining about slavery trying to capitalise or something like that on something that happened to their grandparents or some shit like that. So needless to say, he's been probably, a very bad man. He'll probably not get as much of a push as he's getting. He's a W. Are apparently aware of things and like you've had people like Biggie and Kalisto tweeting about like acknowledging like we all know what he said. Yeah. Whereas on the other hand, you've had Taylor Swift tweeting like he has actually apologised to people. He does seem. Taylor Swift claimed that Lars seems generally like he try he's trying to move on and trying to be, be a, a better be a better, better person. But then again, like he's mentioned, he had some comments about like uh, like minorities, and Kalisto acknowledges that he heard these things. And now they have a segment where he beats up three Mexican men. One of them is Kalisto, mm. and then but he head he headbutts like Kalisto or something like that. And he gets cut open. And then there's all these rumours. I think this is just a rumour, but someone said, I could still put a blade or something in his mask. Mm. So he cut the lard open. Like, I don't think that's something Kalisto would give that much forethought to. No. Does Kalisto seem like the kind of guy who wants to cut someone open? No. No. Anyway, yeah. So it's weird to see where Lars will go. Because, like, they said, like, oh, how they said... I was sent him to sensitivity training and we fined him $100,000. But we'll still have him featured on a pay-per-view. Uh, obviously, as I, me- I mentioned about the WTA before, about Dolph Ziggler returning to Challenge School for and obviously he retained against Owens. Mm. And there's a weird thing where it was a decent match. He took Owens took off Kofi's shoes at one point. <laughs> I don't know why. Because he could. Uh, he won... And and they had the men's money in the bank. Yeah, uh, it was a lot of good spots. Poor Finn Balor's back, by the way. Did they get hurt? because uh, like he had the ladder, but then the bridge from the ladder to the rope, and Andrade had a sunset flip bomb on Terry Finn onto that. The thing is, the ladder starts to give way just before Finn, and it's on the rope, so he probably bounces off it, oh. and then he gets slammed on the ladder while it's set up on its side as well. Jesus, so not a good night for. For him, and then he, he, gets, he was hurt. Yeah, he gets slammed on the ladder at one point, just flat out. And then Drew gets Andrade in that reverse Alabama slam position and slams him on Andrade on a fin. God. Uh, yeah, Andrade getting hit with a Spanish fly by Ali off a ladder. Mm. Ricochet to go to what? Ricochet gets did a thing where he went for a suicide dive on the other side. And Baron Corbin caught him into the deep six. Straight <laughs> go. Oh, uh, Randy Orton basically kept of basically did his best to avoid. Getting any uh, dangerous spots occasionally every now and then just picking someone up and slamming them across the table mm. as he does. Oh, but I think the best spot is involves Drew and Ricochet where there's a ladder set between the apron and the announce table. Mm. And Drew grabs Ricochet with one hand and just launches him through the ladder. And uh, it comes down to Ali is the last guy remaining. Aye. Yeah, he's on the ladder. And Sami Zayn was meant to be involved in this because he beat Braun Strowman in a false count error match thanks to Drew and Braun. Aye. Sorry, Drew and Corbin. So uh, he took his place. And then uh, he's found hanging upside down, taking it backstage. And he knows Tr- Braun Strowman's in the build and Triple H's like, you didn't have to do that to Sam. I'm going to dash you to leave. Like, I didn't do anything. Mm. And then, uh, seems like Ali's on the ladder, like, and then... Brock Lesnar's music hits. Ugh. Brock moves faster than I've ever seen him move. Yeah. Throws Ali off the ladder and unhooks the briefcase. And I've heard talk that apparently uh, some members of the Money in the Bank did not know he was... He'd be there apparently even up until parts early in the day, Ali was actually led to leak he was winning. Mm. Yeah. 
So. Well, I can't. I can't say I'm happy with the <laughs> with the result. No, but I like I said. I usually I try to give the benefit, give stuff the benefit of the doubt and all that. Mm. Rock has been doing a thing where essentially he takes the piss out of the idea, like he knows people or hate this idea, but he comes. He keeps coming up with the the money in the bank on his shoulder and moving a bit like it's a boombox mm. and like taking the piss and out. That's led to a lot of people, uh, putting. T- Taking wee clips of him doing that with a boombox and editing different music over the top of it. <laughs> There's one him dancing to the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, which is my favourite. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I remember Jericho t- a tweet about it essentially. Nice to see that young upstart Brock Lesnar winning the money in the bank like this. is why is going to be on top for years. Do you think what Brock will cash that in? See, on the one hand, I said, I pointed this out, like, when you really think about it, Brock is technically perfect for a money in the bank, when you think about it, in that, no, I know because he's never around, but because he's never around, you think if you're the champion, you might almost forget that he has the briefcase, oh. which means when he passes in, it's even more of a surprise. No, yeah, because he could turn up whenever. Whenever he wants. Like, but... the, like, the rumour was he was going to, he was coming to Raw this week, and he was going to announce, oh, I'm cashing in Super Showdown against Seth, and then, uh, so I keep telling him, like, cash it in now, like, come on, what are you scared of? And then, uh, Heyman keeps reading the thing, like, he basically saying, reading the contract, saying he has a year. And then, Brock face looks at him and starts hitting him with the paper, like, I've got a year? Because he's been on two rows in a row, which is rare. And, like, he's like, Brock, way of saying, like, what, you dragged me out my, away from my home twice, twice in consecutive weeks, and I've got a year to cash in, I could be sitting in my house. Yeah, yeah, nothing he, essentially is what he's saying. He has, a, he has a touch of a recluse, isn't he? Yeah, he does like living in the middle of nowhere. Like, apparently he had this farm with a lot of like land and then he moved away from me and then he moved again. Yeah. Because cause that wasn't private enough. He likes to be somewhere where his home is his castle and he can shoot things. Like, I remember Paul Heyman a few years ago in an interview said, like, he, his one phone is like halfway down a mile or so down his driveway. So he always tells me, like, if you're going to call me, call me at this exact time, no, not a minute later, not a minute less, because if, if you don't call at this exact time, I won't be there. <laughs> but, like, that's, remember, quite, that's quite private. Mm-hmm. Apparently he, he stays in Canada a lot, actually. Does he? Uh, like, I think he was announced as being from Canada when he's last UFC fight. And, because uh, I mean, Jericho joke, like, I heard Brock moved to Saskatchewan, which is weird. Nobody moves to Saskatchewan, people move away from there. So where where is he announced from? Well, they still announced him from, like, from Minnesota. Minnesota. That's where he was originally born. Yeah. But well, he's not announced as from being from anywhere because more often not it's Heyman doing his big introduction. Yeah. Uh, Brock. Lesnar. So essentially, he Lesnar's taking his his briefcase and got him like I've got a year. Since he's biding his time, like I I've said, go, I've got a year. I'm taking my case and I'm going home. Yeah. Going to go have some cake. <laughs> Because I won the case. And eat something that I've probably killed with my own hands. Because <laughs> he's Brock Lesnar. Oh, he didn't kill it. He just ate it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. You would think that man would take time to kill it? Mm-hmm. He'll kill it whilst he's eating it. So you have, also like to mention, Dolph Ziggler return. <laughs> He'll kill it by eating it. We had uh, Dolph Ziggler return on SmackDown attacking Bofi. And it was a weird thing because Paul came out, him came out on the stage with the briefcase season like, Is it now? Thinking is Paul can he Brock gonna cash in now on Kofi? Yeah. Then Dolph came in and attacked him from behind, and uh, what if Brock just gave us a total swerve and decided to cash in on one of the women's belts? 
I don't even know why I think about that. <laughs> or cash in on that 24-7 monstrosity. I remember the rumour before we announced that. Like, I think we, I could tell it was going to be something 24-7 or that really, given it was hate, it was fully. Did you not hear the crowd when that was pulled out of the bag? I think they were expecting the hardcore title to come back, but then this... All they did was boo. I think they should have called instead of the 24 they could have called the WWE 24 title. Because it would be named after there's a really good that really good documentary series they're doing there called WB24 yeah. and that would have made more sense. But before we talk about that, I'll say the uh, the originally apparently uh, there was a heard a rumor before it said he unveiled a rumor that it was going to be a Legends belt and that's what was going to be on the line for Brock Goldberg sorry Goldberg Taker. Yeah. But I mean, like on the one hand, that would have been. Good that it kept the part timers away from the main belts. The old bastards that can't equip belt. And I, I kept joking about it because the idea of like it keeps them away from the main belts and also I joked that means Kane can come back and win yeah. a title. Oh what Undertaker if you win this match you can get another new hip. <laughs> Yay! Oh, oh I, I, and that does a great question like what would you qualify as a legend? Could Rhino challenge for it? Is he technically a legend? Technically. Could, could Ray challenge for it? Is he? Could Hulk Hogan come back and challenge for it? Please no. <laughs> well, you don't want to see him go. I like to see him fuck off. To be honest with you, <laughs> I'd like to see you fuck off, Mister Hogan. Fuck right off. But uh, we have the uh, so Dolph came and he attacked Kofi. He did a thing where he he put a chair around his neck and just threw him into the side of the announce table, which looked brutal. Yeah. And then he walked away. Dolph done this to Kofi. Yeah. They came out later on. And he essentially, why did you do it? I went, I sat at home and I watched Kofi get that opportunity in the chamber. Everyone was so behind him. And he went on to WrestleMania and he won the title and it should have been me. Essentially, he doesn't, he feels like Kofi has what he should have had. Like, he wants the adulation. He wants to be the top guy. How many times has he won the title? Well, he's been a world champion twice. I don't know if he's count the first reign, but you know. But he's been a world champion twice. But he's never really been taken seriously as a champion. Plus, he got injured in his second before he could go anywhere. Yeah, he got a concussion, didn't he? Yeah. Was that when he was running around with AJ and uh, Big E? Yeah. Look, Dolph can complain all he wants. No one's ever going to forget that he was Kerwin White's caddy. Yeah. (laughs) Or he was Nicky in the Spirit Squad. Yes. What is worse, Nicky in the Spirit Squad or Kerwin White's caddy? The caddy. Yeah. But mind you, I can... Even Deacon Batista is better than that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> even Deacon D- Batista beats that. But... Fuck's sake, even Gilbert beats that. Uh, yeah. uh... Gilbert. <sighs> so yeah, it'll be Dolphy Kofi at Super Showdown and I said to you before we, went, we started recording... Uh, you think it's a case of the series wanted Sean back but they couldn't get Sean so I thought like when they had that sumo guy and pretend he was Yokozuna like yeah. look miraculously Sean's gotten 20 years younger and he's growing his hair back yes and he can move again he doesn't have a bad back <laughs> woohoo yeah and Super, Super Showdown has the weirdest looking card I've probably ever seen yeah. like, Undertaker Go- Go- like, Goldberg Undertaker Goldberg a 50 man battle royal 50-man battle royal. Yes, it's a, it's a battle royal. If a battle royal essentially starts with everyone in the ring, right? Yeah. How in the name of fuck are they going to have a 50? They can barely do that with 20 men. Uh, I said they should have more multiple rings, probably. Yeah. So you got that. 
Triple H versus Randy Orton. Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman. Okay. The Demon Finn Balor versus Andrade for the Intercontinental title. Okay. Uh, Baron versus Seth. And Kofi V. Dolph. That is a weird fucking card. Pax card as well. Yeah. A weird order in this. You've got this weird bit of nostalgia. you got people randomly challenging for titles in this big big ass battle royal. Yeah. And I oh, forgot I even mentioned. I didn't even mention the Cruiserweight title match on. Oh, is that there too? No, not on the Super Showdown, but on Money in the Bank. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was Ari Davari challenging to a nice video. And no offense to Ari Davari, but if, if you're going to put the. Uh, both put the Cruiserweight title on the main show again for the first time in forever. Like, I don't think Davari was the kind of guy he challenged Nice. But it, there are fair people on 205 Live for that. Was Davari not worthy of it? Well, no, no, well, it's not that he wasn't worthy, just the match didn't live up to what I think what it should have. Uh-huh. And uh, I, really, I figured it out, the, next, the last time these two were on a main show for pay-per-view, mm-hmm. not the pre-show, the main show, was actually last year's Greatest Royal Rumble. Because hmm. Davari and his brother, Sean Davari, remember Davari who used to come out with Mohammed Hassan, yeah. as his older brother, uh, they came out with Arian and Flaherty annoyed and they got beat up by some guys who had won the tryouts yeah. in Saudi Arabia and Nice was in the 15 and Greatest Royal Rumble. Cool. So, yeah, there's a lot of weirdness going on and yes, we have the WWE 24-7 <laughs> Championship. Yep. Which you're not happy with. No, I'm not. It looks disgusting. Yeah. And the whole people. idea disgusts me. Look, I know it's, I say like it's fine not to look the best because it's maybe kind of a comedy thing. I think it's not maybe taking yeah, seriously. Yeah, but see, effect. that's the thing. It's not even funny. It's not even funny. Like it's. I don't think they sh- like. I think you'd be more annoyed to talk about the hardcore hell because they couldn't do a lot of what they could have probably done. They just did back in the day of the hardcore hell, so they would have been even more restricted with that. And plus, they would have done essentially the same thing every time. Like somebody comes out with a bin. Or a bit of a candle set, they win the title. Something else comes out with a bin or a chair or something. It'll become prepared if it devalues the weapons, which it did back in the day. I like the idea, it's something different to kind of break up the monotony of everyone because a lot of stuff feels very sameish and. Uh, not Seamus, Seamus. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh. Seamus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. I, I seem like. I think he might be done because he's not appeared on here and Cesaro's came out with new music. Who came out with new music? Cesaro. Uh, so he had a really good match with Ricochet the other week where Jay jumped up with a leap up on the Cesaro's toes and do a backflip but yeah. Cesaro won because obviously Ricochet was injured from the money in the bank kind of yeah and Cesaro won because Cesaro yeah but I like the idea I think it has potential it could really go somewhere like Drake Maverick has been doing a thing where Artruth is the champion right now yeah and he's been, he did a thing where he's filming himself going around the airport asking people have you seen Artruth you seen a man? He's about this high. He's probably carrying a championship. Yeah. He's 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 handing out wanted posters for our truth. Yeah. And uh, so what happened is Rick Flair left it in the ring. So they said whoever is first to get it is the first ever champion. Yeah. The first ever champion was Titus O'Neil for all of two seconds. Yeah. And then it, was... it was it was him and Jake Maverick in the ring. He just picked Maverick up because he's a tiny little man. <laughs> <laughs> And he stands at the top right and holds the belt up. Robert Roode comes Robert out. Robert Roode. Yes, rolls on. Is, and he goes back. He's trying to hide our truth He makes the mistake of trusting our truth Our truths like, Mo, and hide in the trunk of this car. And then <laughs> everybody comes out like, oh, you went that way. And then he goes, Mo, I'll give you a lift back to the hotel and all that. And then he goes in, goes open the door. He sees the referee in the, the car like, what are you doing here? Rolls him up. <laughs> and then our truth rolls 
runs into the car with the referee and drives off like, I'm taking this European championship to SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, he keeps calling it the European title. Yeah. It doesn't look like the European no. title. Uh, he, he, uh, Kermit, he and Kurt Morella finds him at SmackDown wearing a blonde wig as he's disguised. Like, <laughs> like what? What? how did you know it was me? Like, you're carrying the championship. <laughs> and he comes out by, for Carmella's match with the, uh, he still has the wig on, right? Trying to hide himself, like, mm. and they're doing, like, their appearances are kind of ribbing, like, you're on national TV, people know where you are. <laughs> and then at one point, uh, Byron has a good line where he looks over at Drift with the wig, goes, is that Michael Hayes? <laughs> and then, uh, Drift runs away with Carmella on his back because all these guys run out to try and chase him <laughs> and take the, and then there's a bit he's backstage like, run, run through here, we're hiding here. It's the women's locker room, all you hear screaming, and then Archer runs back out again. <laughs> so I think there's potential, like, uh, there was a skip from before SmackDown where Matt Hardy was trying to hide between two cars, and the camera kept asking him what he was doing, like, did you go away? You're giving away my position. <laughs> Eventually he got so annoyed he went into his woken voice, and he said a tweet, because uh, Archer doesn't like having to run about, and constantly people having people chasing him, he goes, I, I, you can come have you know, safe refuge at the Hardy compound. Yeah. Which I'd like to see. I'd like to see Woken or Broken Matt win the title, take it to his compound, and invite a bunch of people to come and see if you can take it from me. Uh-huh. So you have people come and you can film it like they used to do back in TNA, all these people coming to the compound yeah. to try and take the title from Matt Hardy. That'd be better. Like, uh, like someone having it for an extended period of time. Yeah, like, well, well, Triff had it for a week, so technically it's the longest free Does he still have it? Yeah, he, he, he skates mad for it. He was on Raw. They were holding this block party, and, it, and as soon as Triff right, Ari surrendered him, tried to grab him, <laughs> and he's managed to escape. So technically, he's the longest reigning 24 7 champ. Yay, because he killed it for a week. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of people like R Truth seems like a perfect guy. Like, you've got to think, like, who could be, like, the crash holy of this belt? I think Truth is oh, in that case. good. I think, like, a time where maybe a Kurt Hawkins or like that, or Curtis Axel or Bo Dallas, one of them. Because they tried, they came close to taking it from the SmackDown, but they couldn't decide who was going to get the pin. Ah. Uh, like how when the Headbangers, the Mean Street Boss, they would try and fight. Yeah. But they couldn't decide which one of them was going to Do you remember when the Headbangers were chasing Crash Holly through a fun zone? Mm-hmm. The ball pit and all that shit. Yeah. That was fun. Like, I remember, I think it was like, Richard was talking about that the thing at the Fun Time USA. I think he said the cameraman, it was his idea. Yeah. The cameraman, he followed Crash in the slide. <laughs> On a more on a more serious note, mm-hmm. in regards to wrestling in the past fortnight or so, yeah. when will he make his in ring return? Do you think, yeah. Mister Wyatt? Oh, I don't know. Because like, we we have not spoken of his most recent one. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's referring to this new, says as the fiend. Yeah. That he's here to protect us. Yeah. <laughs> But when when I don't know when do you believe he'll make his in ring return? I think also because he's I think it's partly to do him not being his because he's had a kids yeah so he's spent some time with his kid that he's just been born so I think when he feels ready and hopefully they wait and say like okay let's find the right point to inject to put him from the vignettes into an actual storyline yeah because I don't want to just yeah because that that was the problem with Bray he just seemed to go from person to person feud to feud with no yeah he needs to have a solid purpose yeah. And the whole thing, you cut this weird, long, creepy chronos, but it never really told you why you're he's going after people. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of... Because right, eventually even his promos lost, or... Yeah. Like, he, he, he started to chin out after a while. Yeah. They're like, oh, here's Bray being uh, weird again. Bray's saying, 
things. Oh, wait, he said buzzards. Listen to him, that's buzzards. The, that's his thing that he that's says. That's his thing that he says. <laughs> that's his thing. It's like uh, something, that kid said radical. I say radical. That's my thing, thing that, that I, I say. say. Ooh, <laughs> buzzards. But speaking of wrestling in the past fortnight, uh, Double or Nothing on ITV box office. Yeah. At least in the UK. With the, with the big attraction being, as you said, the brothers' roads fighting <laughs> each other. Yeah. And they, they had a thing where they decided how they were going to crown the first ever champion. They didn't crown it on this show. They said the winner of the Casino Battle Royal on the buy-in, which is their winner of pre-show, yeah. and the winner of the main event between Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho, they two will face at a later date, and the winner will become the first ever champion. That'll be cool. And they had the Casino Battle where it was 21 men... They all draw a card, and they're in a certain block, so five start, and then another five, and then another five until you have 20, and then the guy who pulls the joker is lucky number 21, and enters yeah. last. You had a weird collection, you had Tommy Dreamer Glacier, isn't it? Tommy Dreamer? Yeah. He, he, mind you, he was isn't close. he, he did? No. He had, he's apparently close with the dream. He had polka dot uh, trousers on, he had uh, keep the dream alive. Yeah. So, uh, he had a thing with Jimmy Havoc, Jimmy Havoc stapled him in the bollocks. <laughs> Uh, he had Brian Pillman Jr. Oh, he had a wrestler, I can't remember his name, but he has no legs. And we may or may not have made a few references at the group of ESL that were watching it. No. But he, we uh, were like, how can he be eliminated? Both feet must touch the floor. He has no legs. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, he managed to hit a 619 with no legs. And then he hit a springboard 450. With no legs? Yes. Does he have pretend legs? No, he just comes out and, and we had, he just says, no, he just, he just crawled around the ring. I don't know how he got to the ring, but... That's cool. Yeah. But, there was that... Uh... It's like, check this guy out. He wrestles. And he's got no shins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of people in it, a lot of new people. Billy Gunn was in it. He's a, a factory producer. Apparently, Dean Malenko is walking backstage as well. Yeah. Uh, as well as Jerry Lynn as well. <laughs> Sweet. And, uh, originally, Hangman Page was meant to fight uh, Neville. Uh, Pat, yeah. but uh, apparently Pack was made beat Page, but then he would go on and lose to Kenny Omega. Ah. But Pack has kind of been having these screwy finishes at some of shows because he's the Dragon Gate open if he can get a champion. And he wants to keep the, the integrity of that belt and not lose all the time. Yeah. Uh, so there's a thing where Pack shows up at an indie show that Pack that uh, Hangman showed at an indie show that Pack was at. In fact, didn't have an opponent. They had the match. Pack. Uh, gets DQ and attacks Page and beats up his he injures his knee yeah. as well. All I want to do is to hurt you, so I'm not showing up to double or nothing. <laughs> and what we think about Kenny, we see Kenny Omega. He's probably one of the best working in the world right now. So it's one of the ones like, is there really any shame to losing to him? Like if you're lo- one that I won this match and I'm gonna go on and lose in eight to AJ Styles. Like there is no shame in losing to either. You think about it. But Hangman came out and he. He had, so it looks like I'm not going to be there. He's this thing where his knee was wrapped up. Then he came out. He was revealed as lucky number twenty one. And he came out with the knee wrapped up and everything. <laughs> and there's this heel called MJF. Basically, he's this rich douchebag essentially. So that we kind of kind of but better. He's like he's quite essentially. I'm better than you, and you know it. So like <laughs> he's white Goodman. We're better than you, and you know it. Then there was a thing where he got beat up, and then. Looks like Hangman won it, and then looks like they were going to go with the classic goal. You think you've won it, but then, yeah. then Hangman holds on, and then Image Silver Hangman flips back in and clotheslines him, and then tosses <laughs> him out. 
And then also there was a, a match with two guys, uh, Sammy Guevara and Kip Sabian, who's a British wrestler. Yeah. And essentially, they're just guys who are very athletic, essentially put on a like, showcase match and to get... Like, look at all this shit that we can do. Yeah, essentially, that's what the buy-ins were. Like, someone tunes in now, you go, look at all this athleticism, maybe I'll buy the show. Look, you can stand and walk. Like, Kevin Guevara put uh, Kip Sabian across the barricade and did a shooting star. To kind of like how when Rap Van Dam would do, like, the leg drop version yeah, of it. yeah. But uh, Kip Saban would win in the end. Sammy Guevara came out with a weird panda head thing on his head. <laughs> I thought, were you watching Tropic Thunder in the hotel the night before the show? <laughs> nah. But the, the main show, a lot of good stuff. They were they partnering with this promotion called OWE, which is the Chinese promotion. Uh-huh. Apparently, uh, and the guy behind it, Shima, uh, apparently gave the Young Bucks their first big break in Dragon Gate, so he's involved in it. It's kind of a loyalty thing. So they said a thing where he took two guys from that promotion as kind of a showcase thing against these guys, uh, SoCal Uncensored, which are his Christopher Daniels, Frankie Zarin, and Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky, who appeared in WWE as Harold in the anger management segments uh-huh. with Kane and Daniel Bryan. Cool. Uh, well, I mentioned the Cody and Dustin match. Uh, Dustin did a really late job. Because Errol Hebner was the referee for that match as well. I thought, oh, someone's getting screwed. <laughs> but yeah, he cut, probably got way too because it was getting to a point where I know why they wanted blood. It was kind of a, it's an emotional thing, brother v brother. Yeah. But it got to a point where like there's too much blood. I'm worried for Dustin's sake here. Wait, was he okay? Yeah, he was okay. He seemed okay in the end, but Cody's entrance divided opinion. Because he came out, there was a thrown on the uh, the ring at the entrance, very Triple H s looking thrown. Oh. So Cody goes down to the ramp. Brandy goes under the ring, hands him a sledgehammer. He goes up and smashes the throne with a sledgehammer. <laughs> Which kind of thing where there may be kind of this alternative, like kind of acknowledging and taking shots at WWE is not really something I don't know if he should do. But well, but maybe think, maybe it's taking a shot at Triple H particularly. Because yeah. uh, Cody essentially said like, "I'm fine. I'm not going back, and I know that. So this is basically me burning my bridges because yeah. I'm fine here. Like I don't." If it's, if it's fine if it's just this show but it's not something they should make a habit of no but I mean maybe he feels that Triple H was personally the reason why he ended up being where he was mind you but then again a couple of years ago when uh, he was annoyed at Michael Hayes because it was Michael Hayes who used to do the Starcade live event yeah. but then seemed fine with Triple H doing war games which is another dusty idea at NXT because he seemed thought it, Triple H would probably do it with would handle it better yeah. and then does this who knows only not people at the that knows is Cody but only one that knows is himself uh, Dustin did a really cool kind of sunset flip style move at one point yeah he, uh, they both did the thing where they did the stardust kind of hand thing uh, how was how was Dustin's entrance everything he came out just normal normally like he had the black and red kind of th- gold tail suit the half paint and half yeah. himself and the word natural on the back and Mm. I'm maybe one of the only people who annoyed he didn't commit to the natural theme song. <laughs> well, they call him the natural. They <laughs> <laughs> go, uh, Cody hits the crossroads, Dustin kicks it, Dustin hits the, uh, what it? it's not the final, aye, uh, the final cut where he's the spinning, cut. spinning suplex thing. Yeah. Cody kicks it, he teases Shattered, I think the reason he got busted open because he hit off the exposed turnbuckle at one point, that's, mm. it's just because he went for Shattered Dreams. And Cody fought out of and ripped the turnbuckle pad off. Mm. 
uh, uh, Dustin actually hits Cody with his own with Cody's move, the crossroads at one point. Oh, nice. Uh, Cody busted the move of the vertebrae, which he's never actually done. Just yeah. kind of, he he tries to out the arms and send them flying back on their shoulders and yeah. uh, it looks very safe, even though it can be quite a dangerous move. Yeah. Then he hits a second crossroads and finally Cody beats him. And Cody had kind of a weight belt and on the back said attitude killer because huh. that promo said he was going to kill the attitude era. Yeah. And then you got this promo after that because now they tease the one last ride thing about Dustin. Yeah. Cody takes Michael's. You don't get to retire. Not not yet. And he said, "I put my name down. We've got a show in July. Fight for the Fallen, and I put my name down for a match. Me and a partner of my choosing against the Young Bucks." Yeah. He said, "But I don't need a partner. I don't need a friend. I need my older brother." Mm. And he starts tearing up during it, and they both hug in the middle of the ring, like, and some people are confused with like, why are they suddenly teaming? Like, Cody made a point like, yeah, "I love my brother. Like, it's not about." Wanting to beat him, it's about the generation that he came in, that he's from, yeah, and kind of a personal like he needs to prove that he can do it, yeah. And now it's done it, and now they're family again. <laughs> like people were chatting Dusty at the start of the match. Apparently, they had a press conference the day before, and Dustin came out wearing a shirt that says Dusty's favorite, <laughs> and Cody was asked about it, and everybody like, well, he can wear it all he wants, but it's well documented I was his favorite, <laughs> and. Uh, it's just childish week. Right. Like, there, there was the occasional thing that people kind of poked at, like, and it's not that not that they're trying to be overly critical, like, oh, but what about this? That it's the kind of thing. If you're going to be critical of WWE, you should look at other people with the same vein. Like, you should be objective. Yeah. And Cody commented on that, like, like, we want to be held accountable. Like, we want we want to listen to people. If something sucks, tell us. If you like something, tell us. Yeah. Which is good because a lot of big complaint about WWE is that they don't listen. Yeah, but Cody's like, if you don't like it, tell us you don't like it. And he mentioned that, because they almost went over it all in, so the main event had to be cut short a bit, but they actually went off with some time to spare, and uh, Cody said, like, that was Tony Khan in the back, really helping with time the matches. Yeah. He said, like, and he said, he was, I, was, I was amazed because that, something like that takes years to do, and this is a guy who like, doesn't have a background in wrestling, he has a background in business and all that, but, but he's, he's a wrestling fan. Eh... Hangman Page came out later on with, they brought Bret Hart out by the way, he and Jack Whitehall were there because Jack Whitehall is apparently pals with Tony Khan which I didn't know. Jack Whitehall? Yeah, the comedian. English guy? Yeah. Mm. He came out, he and Bret Hart were there but they had the belt and or cloth of AEW but they were going to reveal it. And uh, MJF came out and uh, he did the impossible to MJF, you know he's a good talent. He do? made Bret Hart smile. Fuck off. Because he made a joke, he might have made a joke like, look out Bret, a fan! He was joking about when the fan attacked Brett at the Hall of Fame and Brett, yeah. those of us may be like, oh, how dare he? But Brett <laughs> couldn't help hide a smile. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, a fan! Then they unveiled the belt and, all that, and uh, they had a couple of guys from the Battle Royal and Hangman beat up Page, beat up and just like, fuck off, essentially. Yeah. Did the belt look cool? Uh, I, like, I didn't like it at first, but it looks, it's, like there, it's a big kind of plate. And just the words E E W across it's not much other detail there, but some big works. looking belt. Uh, there was a the one match on the show I didn't like was there was a six woman t- tag. They were all these Japanese women wrestlers. Yeah. Aja Kong was leading one team. Aja Kong. Aye. God, that's a name for a million year ago. She came out in a purple and silver gear. I thought, Jesus, is she doing a Men on the Mission tribute? Yeah, is she looking bigger now or? A bit the same, I think. But, yeah. uh, but I remember Aja Kong, she fought Alundra Blaze. Yeah, that's only, she's probably the only people, person most people knew. But 
it was kind of a botched finish because uh. right before the finish, one of the spots there was a kick. One, two, they kicked out, but then someone rang the bell, uh. and then so that was the way you think because it was going really well to that point, and you know there would be people there who just gonna focus on that on that one tiny mistake. Yeah. There's, uh, what, al- there's always that one group of people that are yeah. wankers like but, that. But though. somebody, one of the women on the team came out, I can't remember her name, but she came out like Freddie Mercury, <laughs> even with a wee fake moustache, and yeah, threw one of the women on the other team across the ring, and I made this joke that some people looked at me funny for, I went, ah, well, the only time Freddie Mercury ever manhandled a woman. <laughs> and some people looked at me and went, oh, and I went, what, fucking too soon? Hey, what? Oh, but he was a gay man. It was it's well documented. Yeah, oh. fuck's sake, man. See, that's that's the namby pamby mindset of the common fucking people nowadays. Jesus. Do you know? I've got to say something. I I do not say this to our listeners because if they listen to us, they got to have some pretty fucking hard stones. You know what I mean? Considering the shit I come out with. Either that, they're going for punishment. Yeah, either, either way. But fuck's sake, the people that listen to us, at least they're not idiots. <laughs> you know, but the ones that don't listen to us, get a fucking clue. Listen to us, damn it. Anyway. You will you will learn. I'll be our dog. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a dog, but... Kill Marty, man! Oh, you know, there was a Trouble Threat Women's match. We had uh, Dr. Britt Baker, who's in real life, she's an actual dentist. She's yeah. qualified and everything. She's actually going out with Adam Cole from NXT. Oh. Well, the more you know. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> our points were Smiley, Kylie Ray, and... Uh, oh, no, back up. Smiley, Kylie Ray. Well, Smiley's kind of an inland. He's just gave her a bit of an just Kylie Ray. Okay. Because he's so optimistic in that. Very Bailey-esque, and uh, Cody Rhodes kind of took a shot at Bailey. Like, you know, he said he said about Kylie, she's genuinely... Essentially saying that how Kylie's optimism is genuine, whereas Bailey's was fake, essentially. Mm. And Nyla Rose, a very nice access woman, not as big, but yeah. a similar. And then Brandy Rose came out like, see, I meant when I said she said like it seemed like she was gonna insert herself in the match somehow. Yeah. So went, like I meant what I said when I said that this could be a great match. But I don't want a great match. I want an awesome match. Yeah. And it got me a four way with the fourth competitor, Awesome Kong. Yeah. And like we're all going because I'm going to be on a show later this week, but at some point this week for ASSR. Uh, about Glow, the TV show on Netflix, which, which Awesome Kong is in. Yeah. And I'm so like, look, it's her, and I'm sorry, referring to her as our character. It's the welfare queen from Glow. That is her character. <laughs> the welfare queen. It's queen. her. Okay, because all of them, they're all like stereotypical wrestling characters because it's in, set in the 80s, so she can. Yeah. But anyway, essentially, as it's great as Teddy Biasi flipped on its head. Ah. <laughs> uh. But anyway. <clears throat> So she comes out, she doesn't win the match, but she kind of dominates the early part of it. Burt Baker wins with kind of a, a move that I've seen Adam Cole use before, so maybe it's a tribute to kind yeah. of a brain buster across the knee, although it quickly like, missed the knee, because obviously if yeah. you drop them, it might kill them. But Burt Baker won. She's the only woman, she competed in a four-way back at All In, she's the only one of the four to return. That's pretty cool. Uh, the woman who actually won that four is Tessa Blanchard, uh, Tully Blanchard's daughter. Right. And... Like, she's one of the ones where, like, she's only 20, but she's really talented. And it's one of the things where, if Impact hadn't been so quick to snap her up, she would have been perfect for AEW. Mm. Like, she apparently, now the film about Paige, the actress that plays Paige. Aye, aye. She apparently Tessa Blanche does her stunts, like, the actual wrestling parts. Really? Hmm? Oh, yeah. yeah. Again, the more you know. Like, the more you know. Yeah. Although, like, the thing, like, they've got, I don't know if Ashley Kong is a big, full-time part of the roster or awesome Kong, but there's going to be a point where... 
you have to have a match. The winner keeps the Kong name. There can be only one. There can be only like one Highlander. Kong. Like Highlander. There can be only one. I don't think they need to be header to make the next one work, though. Yeah. No. But, uh The quickening. Yeah, my match tonight was the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. Because it was just awesome. And they did a thing where they did El Generico, who was used to Sammy's. It used to be his old move, which is essentially a brain buster across the top turnbuckle. And uh, Excalibur, <sighs> the PWG announcer, shows a tribute to El Generico. And it just reminds me of the, the clip that goes in. That's all I think of when I think of Excalibur. He's a good commentator, but and he gets really excited when he sees big guys. I'm like, oh my god. But like, he, uh, El Generico did a high spot one time and he just yelled in PWG going, oh my god. El Generico's a big boy. <laughs> and Kevin Owens is on commentary with him. And he just starts, he can't hold, he just cracks up. Like he's crying. Like, and then later on, somebody kicks El Generico in the face and, he, and Kevin Owens just goes, take that, you big boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's reminds me of the commentary team. Uh, Alex Marvez, who used to be this NFL guy, he does better than some other people who come in from outside wrestling. Aye. Uh, Excalibur. They did the free show and then they were joined on the main show but with, J- with JR. Yeah. And Cody was asked, why JR? And he just goes, because he's Jim fucking Ross. Yeah. That's said, fucker. I think JR should have been kept to like some of the bigger matches and not the whole card because there were points he seemed confused. Uh, like there was a point where it cuts the comedy over the amount transition and JR literally goes like, I don't know where we are. <laughs> like, Which is hard to watch considering like, you love JR but you don't want to see him in You that. don't want to see him photo. Also, he, he he said a weird line during the women's six man tag. Like, oh, these aren't the, these aren't the kind of women you'll see in the kitchen making biscuits. <laughs> All right, I don't know how they do it in Oklahoma, Jim, but okay. <laughs> so they're not the same as in Japan. But the main event was, as I said, Jericho Omega, and Jericho did a thing where he did a thing where he had people coming out uh, doing like. Look, looking like all these old gimmicks, like first Lionheart, then the listed Jericho, and then the light up jacket, and they came out with this. Uh, coat with this uh, coat where it had a bit of fur in the back, lights, and he had the scarf which changed it. And the cut, I think all three put together, and now this new version that he's had since he left every weekend, the Alpha Mental Jericho. Yeah. And he said this, he came up with this new finisher, which is a spinning back elbow, which he's been training in USU, which apparently is a brutal move. You get caught in the face with a spinning back elbow, it can be bad. Uh, and it's called the Judas Effect. Cool. And he comes and you know mega good match. Uh, to the point where he pushes Kenny in the crowd when Kenny goes to spring off the barricade, but he hesitates. Kenny's trying to catch his balance before getting pushed. Yeah. I joke, it's like he's trying to say, Chris, no, don't put me in with the fans, not with the marks, no. <laughs> and again, Jericho grabs the camera and uh, he gets throw, he gets water thrown in his face by Kenny. <laughs> uh, Kenny Omega is really good. You should find see find clips of Kenny Omega taking a code breaker because he sells it like like fuck. like few hours. He catches him with a cover coming off the top. But eventually Jericho would win with the minimum back elbow. Yeah. The use effect and he won. So it's going to be Jericho versus Hangman Page down the line to determine the first ever AEW world champion. And Jericho put in like I said when I won, I wanted to thank you. Like I'm the guy essentially saying it's his name that's making AEW relevant. He's the reason they sold it. Yeah. And you should thank me and all that. And then you hear a crowd come up like, what's happening? Cut to the crowd. Who's walking through the crowd? But John Moxley, formerly known <laughs> as Dean Ambrose. Yeah, I heard he was going to be involved. Yeah, he came. He comes out, and uh, he, t- he hits 
the dirty deeds. I don't know if it's going to be called that anymore. On Jericho, he hits it on the ref, and then he brawls with with Omega yeah. up to the stage. He hits dirty deeds on the stage and tosses Omega off the stage in the area. Yeah. And there was maybe a match. Pack was maybe involved in a six man at the next show, Fighter Fest. Uh, it's maybe it was maybe Pack and the Lucha Bros v Kenny and the Bucks. And if Pack's not around for that, well, I don't know how long he's not going to be around for. I'm thinking, do they have John Moxley take his place? Most maybe. Cool. And John, when he was John Moxley, he used to wrestle in CW on quite a few death matches. Yeah, I know. And you've got Jimmy Havoc on the roster, a former CZW Tournament and Death winner, known for his death matches. Yeah. So essentially the idea of those two in the same company, the potential for a very violent style match, <laughs> is out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They meant that they're going to go back to the arena they did All In at on the 31st of October called All Us. All Us. I'm oh, sorry, oh, sorry, not All Us, All Out, sorry. Ah, All Out. Yeah. And Kenny uh, made the point we're not going to be doing pay-per-views every month and the pay-per-views are not going to be four or five hours long. <laughs> what do you think? They don't? And apparently, I thought they were going to do like tape TV but apparently they announced like, no, it's going to be two hours live every week. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, I'm very hopeful with AEW. Like we've got quite a few, a lot of good people. Some known, some not as known people involved. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I thought this. What do you think is the name? Like Dean Ambrose. His real name, first name, real first name is John. Yeah. But yeah, his sec, real second name is Good. John Good. Uh, or yeah. Jonathan Good. If you want to get technical about it, but he's. I thought about calling it because the dirty deeds. You can't. I don't know if he can call it dirty deeds anymore. I think W might claim that. But uh, he could call it no good deed. I could. I like I like that idea. I could. But yeah, and then Ambrose cut this promo briefly backstage. He's he looked all riled up. He's full of adrenaline. Like you can tell, like he's now in a position where like I'm getting my passion for wrestling back. Mm. He's like essentially saying like the landscape has changed here. But mm. <laughs> like the paradigm has shifted. He said, and uh, apparently some people are going to become more exclusive once the TV deal comes out. But Apparently at the moment, while they don't have a full-time TV deal, they are allowing people to go like elsewhere for the, for now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jericho's actually challenging for the IWGP heavyweight title next month. Cool. And I know he won't win it, but I like the idea if he won it. Not only because I love Jericho, but there's a lot of die-hard New Japan fans who would hate that idea of uh. Jericho winning. And also John Moxley says he's going to Japan. <laughs> which should be cool. That'll be cool. Just to see what he does. But yeah, a lot of stuff in the world of wrestling, some good, some not so good. And to see where it goes, because apparently Sami Zayn actually, I didn't see this stuff, but he mentioned AEW on Raw by name, <laughs> which I don't know if you'll get into trouble for. I don't know if that is a, a proper thing to do. Oh, also men- mentioned the ty- former the former Ty Dillinger, now known as Sean Spears, they debuted in that Battle Royal. Yeah. yeah. And... Uh, it's going to be interesting because Ambrose, like, it's married to Renee, who's in Derry, and Ty is, I think, engaged at least to Peyton Royce. And, That's pretty cool. And we all, I mean, joke, like, you see the look on his face, like, he seemed so happy to be, like, in the, in the crowd we're chatting from, that Sean, I just looked at her, like, look at him. That's like a confidence you get when you know I'm going out with Peyton Royce. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, apparently I heard rumors that Renee, when she got to Raw last week, was called in for a meeting with Vince and Shane, Vince, Steph and Triple H, so you gotta wonder what, what will happen to her with, if they'll, because I don't think they should take it on her, that Dean, he's in AEW, because it's nothing to do with her. No. 
I think once the TV deal comes out, it'll be more interesting to see because there'll be more competition because now they'll once again be competing for TV viewers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And technically in October when they go, they, they go other TV deal, they're talking about going to Tuesday. Uh. And it's talk about talk, rumoured that SmackDown's actually going to Fridays now with Fox around that time. Yeah. It's interesting. So you have Raw, Monday, SmackDown, Friday, AEW on Tuesday. Mm. And if you're awake, it and it's easy for us on the UK because ITV4 will likely be where it is every week. Well, we good. Yeah, because like there's rumors of there you going from Sky to BT, but it's kind of a case where you need to pay for both of those. Yeah, it'll be nice to see wrestling on relatively normal television again, though. And you mentioned like you wish they'd made all the effort they make for the series for a UK show. Yeah. Cody essentially more or less said we are planning a UK pay-per-view at some point. They can't say when, but they, they are going to do a pay-per-view in the UK. See, that'll be worth it to see that. Yeah, and because and because they know the large wrestling market in the UK, they've got I, the ITV deal as well. Yeah. That'd be awesome. And like, to be able to hopefully go to that <laughs> would be amazing. Cause, and also Raw is going to be in Glasgow again this November. Yeah. Thing so now the idea of being able to go both to Raw and also hopefully a UK because you know, annoyingly, if they say like, by UK pay per view, you know they technically mean England, yeah, they never mean here. But just imagine AEW in Scotland to be fair because I don't know what the schedule is going to look like because I don't think they're not going to do it the same as WWE would do their schedule, no, but they are probably going to do the occasional live event once they do they have their TV and they build their audience. So if they come to the UK, are they going to do live events across the UK? Like a UK tour and come to Glasgow? What do you mean, Like I said, all these questions. All questions that will have answers at a later date. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, there is a lot to enjoy. And hopefully, like I said, I don't think Dewey will be too scared yet. But hopefully <laughs> it'll give them... It won't be too scared yet. Yeah, but I was like, oh, someone's missing my man must be shitting himself. Like, I don't think he is, really. Like Eric Bischoff got interviewed at Starcast, the convention they had to remove it this and Yeah. He said like he said apparently like, you know, secretly he says from working with Vincent working against him, I think he'll love having competition. Mm. Uh so yeah, once hopefully this gives WGE the shot and the arm it really needs to Stop being wanky. For lack of yeah. That's your way of putting it. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, step it up a bit on yeah, this. Stop being wanky. <laughs> Yeah. That is the best and only way to put it. I didn't mention that there was, there's, while we have on the 7th of June, we have buddy, uh, that Super Showdown, but the Saturday before that, we have TakeOver 25, because it's the 25th NXT TakeOver, I haven't talked about it because, well, I don't need to say much about it, it's NXT, it's going to be good. Yeah. With Tyler Breeze has returned to NXT to face Velveteen Dream for no. the North American Championship. And they were throwing some really good shots because Tyler Breeze, I've now noticed, is that was kind of playing the Velveteen Dream still role when he and his team when he was an NXT guy. Yeah. Like, and uh, they were throwing shots like, Dream said, you can't come down here because you couldn't get it done on runs on Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. Like, like he said, oh, we don't need people who spend their time playing cops and robbers. So, but the fans, please, and yeah. then they take a selfie, and Tyler Breeze got this great line goes, word of advice. When you put your number on your gear and no one calls you up, it means they're not interested. <laughs> As in a reference to the call me up, Vince. Yeah. 
they did. No. But to be fair, I think we're all grateful that they didn't. Yes. I think I don't think there's much still to talk about. We're just. I don't think we're just prattling. We're prattling on now, but you know. We are rambling as per the show well, name. Well, I was gonna say we've been. That's our name of the show. It's the name of the game. <laughs> ramble, ramble, ramble. <laughs> not as not as South Park. Ramble, ramble, ramble. So, whose music is it this week? I believe it's yours this week. Is it not, or is it mine? I don't know. Well, technically, we did Cold Dust last time, but technically, that wasn't really my choice. It was a case of thing we had to do it. No, we could not do it because the last, it was... the last choice was mine. Mm-hmm. So, I believe it should technically be your choice. All right. Ah. I mean, if we were going logistically, it would have been my choice. Then the Gold Dust, and then it would have been my choice again. But the last choice, the last independent of <laughs> review choice, was mine. So it's your pick. I'll be honest. Can you think of a good one? Do you want me to take your right, shot? Actually, can you do it this week? Because I actually can't think of one. I'm feeling the spot right now. Okay. I'll give you one. <laughs> Lynchpin by Fear Factory. There okay. you go. Lynchpin. Alright. That's, mo- that's mostly just because I was listening to Fear Factory today, so. Fair enough. There you go. Lynchpin by Fear Factory. Fair enough. Remember, the, you- the listeners will love it. And you can remember you follow us on Twitter at SPML. You can get me at ScottMcLeod1996. You can find the links to uh, Anchor, Spotify, Podbean, all the good Android podcasting sites that we are available on there and on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash on plus. Make sure you give that a like. Yeah, should. It's good. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have a lot more wrestling-related content in the, the coming weeks because there's just so much happening. Like I said, NXT, which I'll be gushing about. We have NXT to review. We have, and, and I'll come back. Then we'll also come back the following episode and say, "Wasn't that stupid show? There a lot of bollocks." Yeah, we'll have the on the ongoing promos of Bray. Yeah. To discuss, we'll have leaping lizards. The yeah. next Fraser yeah. episode. There's always Fraser. There's ever there's whatever weird directions we randomly find rotate ourselves because we can never usually anticipate where conversations. Yeah. I think I think we'll we will have a lot for the people to listen to in the coming weeks. Yes, and. We're always coming up with new ideas, so it's probably something we're going to be doing a couple but we haven't thought of the idea yet. Yeah. And the next time, if we end up having another contest, which I win, mm-hmm. I won't gloat much. I was going to say, don't, don't make promises you can't keep there, Paul. Well, we're, we're one apiece this time, aren't we? Yeah. We're going to start thinking what the next contest is going to be about. Pies. I would, I would have said black books, but there's not really a lot to cover there, is there? There's only three, episodes, three series. There is a lot to cover in three seasons. I yeah, know, but we could, uh, with only three seasons, rather, only for, the, as opposed to wrestling and Fraser, where there's 11 Where's seasons, my lolly? There's 11 episodes, sorry, 11 episodes, 11 series of Fraser, so there's a lot to cover there, and there's a lot to do with wrestling, so there's a case where we it was unlikely we'd have the same question, whereas there's a lot of closer chance we could do that with Black Books. Oh. I'm not saying we couldn't do it, I'm just saying it might be okay. a bit more of a challenge. We'll, we'll probably we'll discuss this off air. We will discuss this off air. But we'll fist the cups. But we'll <laughs> let you know there's plenty more great content coming in the weeks to come. We'll have oodles of joy for y'all. <laughs> oodles. Oodles. Yes. Maybe even some cake. Maybe. But in the meantime, or enjoy. we'll have cake and just tell you how good it is. But in the meantime, linchpin. I fear fat. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye.
Yeah,